You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, this is Sherry Richards. And this is Karen Kalmasan. And welcome to Inspired Good Fat Life, where we explore what it takes to live a modern, healthy life and so much more. Karen. Hey. Hey. Hi. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm fidgeting with my microphone currently, but I'm fantastic. I guess. How about you? I guess. Yeah, I'm good. Well, this is kind of like becoming my favorite time of the week, right? Like we were saying. Mm -hmm. We're having some fun, even though it's still kind of... um, uh, butterflies and a little nerve wracking, but it's great. So, yeah. so how was your week? Anything special? Did well, yeah, so many things are special. I mean, I really just wanted to take a moment to thank our listeners and all our Inspired Good Fat Life ambassadors out there. I think you guys know who you are and we really appreciate it. We've had so many people uplift us and support us and be there for us and we can really feel that. So I just wanted to say thank you I- to Everyone that has been part of the Good Fat Life experience. Yeah, it just it feels like almost every hour a text, a call, something is coming in saying, hey, I love what you're doing and how can I help? Mm-hmm. And that just feels really good, right? It really does. So, it really, really does. I mean, yeah. Right. So, so much so gratitude. Good. So um, do you want to talk about I the- do. <laughs> yeah. So another thing is that, um, you know, Good Fat Life is um, our magazine, and we want you guys to check this out. We've had so many great people, um, friends, and uh, authors writing this magazine, and we're hoping that you check it out and su- subscribe to it on www.goodfatlife.com. And you can go and um, click on subscribe, and you can have it at your home. So yeah. look for that. Look for that. Yeah. yeah. And we are just been so excited about the issues. They just continue to get um, uh, just really interesting stories. And like today, we have an amazing guest with us. We and sure so, do. do you <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah. So our guest yeah. today is Carol Horton. Thank you so much for being here, Carol. Um, she is a former grief counselor, um, and she studied with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who identified um, the five stages of grief. She also has worked with hospice, um, and she's been doing massage and working with people. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot of um, healing and massage, too, right. for 35 years. So welcome, Carol Horton. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> And let's just start with a great uh, Inspired Good Fat Life story. So we're very proud of you, Carol. Let's give Carol applause. Yes, she was very her. nervous to be here. And we told her, you know, we've been nervous every day we're here. And this is out of her comfort zone. So congratulations. Thank you. You're out of your comfort zone. So <laughs> thank I you am. so much. So, Sherry, do you want to start off with a question or do you have anything? or? Well, so grief. I mean, we, we aren't taught about grief yeah. in um, the United States. And I know it's very different in lots of different uh, parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but so my big question right now is, you know, the world's upside down, right? right. We're experiencing things that we've never even dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And I would love to know what does grief look like kind of when you – we have the like the – Somebody pa- dies. Right. Um, we even talked about the terms of language we use. Um, but what is? Can you talk about what grief really is? Well, there's five stages that Elizabeth Kubler Ross came up with, and she actually found these stages first by dealing with people that were dying, and then she realized that they went into the family afterwards. Okay. Oh, wow. yeah. So whether you're dying or you're the family of someone dying. 
It's the exact same stages. And it's the same stages whether you lose a pet or through alcoholism, you've given up your alcohol. And that's what our group was. A lot. It was called a grief and loss group because people came for gamut of reasons. So can you just tell me right. a little bit more? I mean, so the some stages more are denial, okay. anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Now, you can... They're, they're not in that order. You can go through them at any time. And if you're living with somebody, they are also going through them. So, like, I feel for my own self at this time how changed the world is. I have some depression with my, not having my job, my massage. I felt I had, like, the best job in the world because people yeah. were— Happy to see me, and they were happy when they left. Absolutely. Yeah. Just so grateful yeah. when they yeah. left, right? And normally I'm a really quiet person, so it was a great career choice for me. So I'm kind of in that little underlining depression part. Now, my husband is in total acceptance of what's going on, you know, he just as at this point. So we are in the same house, so there can also be clashes at time where he's like, come on, let's go, let's do something. And I'm like, I just want to go to bed. I just want to <laughs> sleep. Okay. Right? Yeah. And um, so that's where, you know, we're at in our lives. And so if you're living with children in your home, they are also going through the grieving process. So, and kids grieve very different. Yeah, can you talk about well, that we, a little bit? I hold on, adults hold on to their grief all day long, basically. If like when my mother died, it was devastating to me. And but if I had a child in the house, the child doesn't grieve like that. The child grieves and then it goes out and plays. Mm -hmm. and, he, and it seems like when the adults are looking at the children, the children are doing fine. It's when we're not paying attention. We really can see the pain that our own children are going through because they're going through these stages, too. It just looks different looks very different so for children. Can you give us some examples of maybe well, like just how you would, they, what it would look like? They might break their toys. They might throw their toys at their siblings. They just might be more ornery or sad. Okay. You know, I my depression might be very heavy, and there's this just sadness, but it's their depression. It's, you know, so, but, and then if you're all in the same house together, everybody's at a different stage. Right. Which is what's happening a lot now. Oh, for Which sure. Which is what's yeah. happening a lot now. And people, um, if people are accepting and okay with what's going on and somebody else is in denial or anger, it, the house can be explosive. It can be explosive. Yeah. And we really have got to... I always say this. Um, we really, as people on this planet, we really got to look at our neighbors and two doors down and three doors down. How is everybody really doing behind those closed doors? Right. And maybe helping a mother out and taking her child and say, you know, I'll wear gloves. I'll put my mask on. Do you want? Can I take your child to the playground or for a walk? Give the parents a break, you know, especially yeah. now because I don't have children at home. So I'm, I can do more of that. Right. I've been baking and cooking right. and doing all sorts of things, taking it to people's homes because 
When people are depressed or angry, they're not eating. Is no. it true, though, when you do that in your own grief, it takes it's, you out of your own head right, and it, it helps, helps you with you, the grief you, when you, you, when you look outside yourself? Else. Yeah. And um, it, it's a good thing to look outside of ourselves, because, yeah. especially now, because right. everybody is going through something. And right. we just don't know what they're going through behind that door. Right. right. No, that's you know. true. So, but I'm I'm curious to you know because the obvious things, you know, when somebody passes or somebody gets sick, mm-hmm. I mean, we, that's an easy way to identify say is grief. But what about those like those little things that are happening to us every day? Like, you yeah. know, like we said, uh, we can't see our grandchildren, or right. or you know the the things that we used to do to kind of. Soothe and and make us feel better. better. We just we We're just not can't do it. We are not to doing. do that right now. So, and it's sad. It's a to me. It's very sad. It's so unhuman not to hug our grandchildren or our own children, or to be w- with a parent when they're dying. Yeah, or right. Aunt or somebody in a nursing home. It. I mean, they have finally really come forward and said people are actually dying of a broken heart. Yeah. 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 Because the pain of not... Not being... Um, had the connection. And my yeah. girlfriend said it, even though she sees her grandchildren, they're out on the deck, to hold them and smell them. Yeah. It's even the loss the of... snug. Yeah. 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 And that's very sad for people. Our children are out of state, so we see them on FaceTime all the time, which is normally what we would do anyways. So I don't have the loss as my girlfriend does, whose children, grandchildren are right in the same state. Got it. You know, so um, when people say to me, it must be awful for you not to hug your grandchildren. Well, I don't hug them anyways, so Mm. because they live out of state. Right. So it's a whole different experience. Like, and... So I don't have that type of grief like my girlfriend does, that sadness, that anger. She's angry because she's like, I am 76 years old. I should not be going through this in my life. Mm-hmm. So right now she's going through the stage of anger. Okay. You know, I don't know how fast any of us will get to the stage of acceptance. <laughs> I think we go in and out of it. Yeah. Like, okay, this is the way it, it is, is today. Yeah. And then somebody comes on the news and tells us it's different for the day. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, can, so, yeah. We were talking, Karen and I have been talking a lot about that, about how uh, this has uh, forced us to be in the now. Absolutely. Which is really healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. That part is a really healthy thing and a good thing for us to just be like, okay, I can't control what's going to happen yeah. in five minutes. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to be right here right now. Mm-hmm. And that's right. been, I think that's been a healthy way that, that we've found Absolutely. to find our kind of peace and equilibrium. Right. And the other thing, I think what we talked about of getting out of yourself and doing for other people, because I know for myself, I can get in my comfort zone real easy, but the comfort zone is very nice, but nothing grows there. Right. That's why we're so uh, happy you're here so today. Happy you're here today. <laughs> nothing will grow there. Right. Grief, everything is action. You have yeah. to take an action to get through it. Oh, talk a little bit more about that. Because well, it's going out. You know, um, I have a 93-year-old man that lives across the street from us, and I have a... 
80-some-year-old Holocaust survivor next door to me. And um, so on the Sabbath, for me, on Friday, I'm baking a lot. I'm cooking a lot. I'm taking dinner to people. I'm taking hollow to people. I'm doing a lot of things on my street to get out of myself and to force myself out of that comfort zone. Because if I didn't have to do those things, because we have our own Sabbath on Friday night, I would sit there probably and eat a candy bar and have a glass of wine maybe. Or, <laughs> right. And yeah. watch Netflix. Yeah. Watch Netflix. Right. So by cooking, knowing I'm going to cook for people down my street or bake, bake bread and stuff for people really forces me out of my comfort zone. Oh, those are and great. even yeah. this is forcing me because my life is very quiet in massage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Very quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, people might talk to me for a few minutes, but then it's very right, you're quiet. Just everybody's quiet. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, I, you know, I think it really helps getting out of your comfort zone, whether, you know, like the 90-some-year-old man across the street, for him, once a week, he'll go to CVS and possibly, if he didn't go there, driving there is out of his comfort zone and... He always brings John and I a Diet Coke back. Oh, that's sweet. And that's very comforting to him that he can do something for us. Sure. Because we're always checking on him, make sure you really have got to check your own neighborhood out. It's easy to give to the other side of the world, right? That check mm-hmm. and mail it. And we all should do that. However, we really need to look at our own neighbor. Two doors down, um, three yeah. doors down. And you know, then it expands, expands, right? It keeps expanding. Right, right. right. Yeah. because that will force you out of your comfort zone if you are other-centered. Because I, I, that's a way of taking action. Yeah. I, no, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, for me, the grief I've experienced. It felt so isolating, right? You feel yes, so alone. But really, do. grief is like... The great equalizer. It is. And you had talked about there has been controversy of like what is grief and you can't grieve alcohol Help. the same way you grieve like losing a, a person, person or anything. But it really is. It is really the great equalizer. It is the same, yeah. same five steps. Yeah. If you stop drinking, our grief and loss group used to be housed in a church and that church always at seven days a week, had 12-step programs going on across the gamut of 12-step. I mean, there would be thousands of people in that church at one time, at any given time. Wow. So, right. So, you know, we taught, we had grief on Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday evening, and people, the people that were at the one-step table or whatever, they would say, I don't think you should belong in this step yet or this group. I really think you need to go to grief and loss. And when they would come in, whether they just gotten off of drugs or alcoholism or out of jail, um, it's the same grief. And our grief people that had lost um, parents or siblings or et cetera found it difficult at first to allow these people in. But we said, oh. this is not a bereavement group. This is a grief and loss, loss group, group, which means it's a loss over the everything, anything. Could you explain the difference between bereavement and loss? Bereavement is when you are um, grieving for a parent, a sibling. It is a death of someone. 
grief and loss, it can be anything, like I said. You know, we have people in there that were grieving their husbands or wives dying, and then someone would come in and say, well, I'm in a lot of anger because I can't have that bottle of bourbon today. Okay. People would like, do I care about your bottle of bourbon? But it is, it's the exact same stages. That is fascinating. So I would I would guess that you could take um, not being able to see your grandkids as, as a loss. as a grief and loss absolutely um, or to you know go just go have an adventure um absolutely because we're so much more tied to home absolutely and it's learning to be at home a lot of right. people don't know how to be at home that's, that's true that's true yeah I that mean, is fascinating so talk a little yeah, bit more about I, that yeah i um I was talking to my girlfriend yesterday, who's a school teacher, and she was saying, I'm, you know, she keeps in touch with all her students. She's a kindergarten teacher at a Catholic school. So she's keeping in touch with all the little ones online on FaceTime. And the parents are like, I didn't sign up to be a teacher 24-7. Well, what did you think having children was? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right? But that's it. Adults don't know how to be home. They really do not know how to be home. And having their children up and down and crying and throwing temper tantrums. And see, they're used to the teacher dealing with all that. Mm -hmm. And now they have to deal with it. And it's part of parenting. It's part of the action plan to say, not important. I'm not the important one here today. Mm -hmm. My child is, Wow! you know, and um, so they have to, adults have got to get used to being home. Right. And learn. And that's part of the reason that we were so excited about having you here, too, Mm -hmm. is to help give us some um, insights, A, to label, label what we're feeling, because if you can give it a name, Mm -hmm. you can, right, you can work with it. Right. um, And identify what those feelings are. And then, and then some things we could do to work with them, right? And if you have not ever done grief work, when something happens, like people losing their jobs and identifying, because our job identifies who we are Mm -hmm. in the world, right? right? And um, if you're not identifying, if you don't have anything to identify with anymore, you really have got to know that even though it's different now, it will be good again. Mm-hmm. But so, the the yeah. thing with grieving, too, is when you start grieving something, you might think of something that happened 40 years ago. That, But the problem was you never grieved that 40 years ago. Grief just hangs out until you're ready to deal with it. So it doesn't go away. That's why it feels so heavy to people, right? Because yes. you're like, why am I so upset? It might be something that doesn't – like it doesn't fit the grief, grief. criteria that right. we say in America. But – it feels so heavy, heavy to you and you almost feel embarrassed like what you know i know this is silly but i'm so heavy right. but you really have kind of dragged it right. all with you i'll tell you this is a funny story but it's not funny <laughs> when my mother died she lived in southfield i lived in oak park and then i so when she passed away i kind of took her whole apartment and put it in my basement a lot okay. of people do that yeah. a lot yeah. of people do so, that so I could literally go down in my basement and hang out with my mom. Oh, I mean, really. Right. Yeah, that's like, right. My dad, my dad did the similar. Yeah. So 
Maybe once a month I might give something away or Salvation Army. Back then, Salvation Army would come into your home and carry furniture out for you. Mm -hmm. So I bought my home, and I said, well, I got to get rid of this stuff. So I called Salvation Army, and the two guys came to pick up everything. I landed up making these two guys breakfast. I was like, <laughs> I was not letting them leave my house <laughs> with my mother's stuff. I mean, they were like, this is great, man, but we, ri- we no, really have another cup of coffee. Just one more thing, one more thing. Let me make the toast. And <laughs> I finally, it was, I called my girlfriend, Sandy, who I did the grief and loss with, and she had to talk me through this, Carol. you got. I mean, she literally right. yeah. talked me through. So, I mean, it was when I think about it now, but it was devastating because I had had that furniture down there for almost two years. Mm-hmm. So, and even taking her name off my checking account, because mm-hmm. when I right. went to the bank and I watched them delete her name on the computer, because oh, yeah. see, even mailing the check, if I was mailing you a check, you would assume that person was still alive. Sure. That's how I kept. Oh, right. I mean, That's there's so yeah. many stages yep. that we have to go through when someone dies. You know, right. so, but I, you know, thank God I had Sandy to help me <laughs> through all this stuff. Yeah. And these are things we don't really share, right? Because we're like, oh, no, I'm not going to. When my dad passed away, um, we kept calling his voicemail no, and to listening to his voice. And, you know, these are silly things you don't want to mention to people, but it made us feel good, you know. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I yeah. think it's good, though. Um, explain to us, like, you shouldn't really go like, oh, I'm just going to get rid of everything. No. You shouldn't make these sweeping decisions, decisions. in any sort of grief, right? right? Where I live give in a condo, time. it is very sad to me because they we can't have garage sales. We have estate sales where people actually come and run your garage sale. And... um our friends will say, do you want to go there? They're having a state sale. And I always go, nope. I find it sad that this person's life is on display. Mm-hmm. And because, and I understand, I always say to John, right. our children should not have to come from Florida and get rid of right. our stuff. <laughs> yeah. We really have right. got to yeah. do that right. before. I had know. this conversation with my dad yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I cannot go to these estate sales. I find it very sad yeah. because when the estate sale is over, the big junk thing will become in the drive and Take the kids away. throw everything. And I understand it. But for me, you know, it's very sad. And yeah. it is, you know, I always say to John, we have to think about moving into a tiny house. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we've talked of, about right. this Get with it. everything yeah. now before yeah. our kids have got to deal, deal with, with this. It. It's, it's interesting how... Um, so many topics that we've had. I know. I they kind of intersect. Yep, they really right? do. Yeah. Yes, they, yep. they really do. Um, so, but one thing I'm just really finding fascinating is that whole sense. I hadn't really thought about the world that we're living in now mm-hmm. um, as being part of a grieving, that we need grief skills. <laughs> right. Um, Absolutely. To, to navigate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we want to, we want to thrive. And to your point, um, things, things, um, uh, humans are amazingly adaptive. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And so, so it's like once we understand, then we adapt and we move right. forward and we can thrive. Right. But sometimes not when we don't understand, 
And I think yes. that's what everybody's right. going. A lot yes, of people yes. are going through. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand this. The, how I'm feeling. I don't understand Sam, why I'm feeling. Um, right. I had a, a situation last week where uh, we were going to uh, do something, and then uh, we couldn't do it. Right. And I I went to bed so sad and unsettled, and and I couldn't. I like. I understand it was the right decision to make, right, right. and I was just feeling oh. deflated, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, and and so and I, I felt better when I woke up, but then when Karen um, had called and said, we're going to talk about grief, I'm like, could that have been aggressive? <laughs> I was feeling it on yeah. this, yeah. And, and it never even dawned on right. me that that would require some grieving Grie- skills. It does. Yeah. I mean, I think the whole world is grieving. For sure. I mean, it's um, it's a sad time. I mean, I I think about my uh, study group I'm in with women. We were supposed to go to Europe this past summer and visit some certain places that aren't necessarily nice to visit, but we were doing a whole thing around in Auschwitz and stuff, and mm. yeah, that's... and we all that had to get canceled, mm-hmm. you know. And it's but I think the whole world is grieving because we're in we're stagnant. Yeah, we can't. Like, even if I wanted to go to Israel, I'm quarantined for two weeks. Oh, right. Yeah, right. And same thing is possibly going on here in some states where they're quarantining people for two weeks before you can come out in public. Yeah, right. I think about about some of these workers who are still on these cruise ships floating around. Yeah. They can't get in. Well, I mean, they can't. No country will let them in. Just even, um, but like local, one of my um, friends, their kids played volleyball, and one of the students was diagnosed with COVID. So now yeah. the kids are there. You know, you've mm-hmm. got these high school kids that are quarantined in their homes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't even go into the family Fa- rooms until exactly. And, and to your, you had mentioned for kids, it's like, how do you explain that to this them? This is very difficult. This is a very difficult subject for kids. And that's where I think it's really, whatever faith you are, whatever, I think it's important. I think priests, rabbis, ministers, I think it's so important to connect with them and help our children understand mm-hmm. because each faith is different on how they deal with things. But in all in all, we all, come down to one belief person and um but i i feel sad that kids are not allowed but i have told people sometimes it's fun to have your kids draw something or write a letter put it in a mm-hmm. balloon and let it go yeah 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 that sounds yeah. good i mean they especially little kids like that older kids like to do they think they're doing kind of native Indian ritual or whatever, mm-hmm. burning mm-hmm. things, their letters or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for them to know this is a sad time. We're not supposed to brush it off. It's important right. for them to talk about their feelings, whether they want to write it, draw it, talk to you. And we talked about the word listen and silent are the exact same letters. It's mm-hmm. And it's so important. And as parents... It is so important to give your child that listening time because we as adults don't like silent, you know, so we always think we have to fill it with words, but it really is important. 
Mm-hmm. If your child doesn't want to say something, I remember we used to have family meetings and each person got 15 minutes to talk about their mads or sads and their glads. And the timer would sit on the table. And a lot of times our sons wouldn't even say a word, but it was their 15 minutes. And oh, we all wow. sat there in silence. To just, but so as I'm, I'm thinking as you're talking is that life happens, right? And, it does. and this is the life that's happening to us right now. Right. And it's always the opportunity how we get to choose how we show up. Yes. Right. And yes. so, so I, I'm, I keep coming back to is if we can help, um, ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, our listeners, the children, the people, our community develop the skills to, um, again, come back right. and thrive through this. I mean, just think of what you're capable of. Oh, you're you capable. Take, you can deal yeah. with anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. It's important. I think if people wrote the stages on their refrigerator, to remind them that when they're feeling something, oh, yeah, I might be in that denial stage or bargaining right now. Mm-hmm. So can, why, would you mind just taking a minute, Carol, and mm-hmm. just talking? I mean, what might that? What might each stage look well, like? Well, denial would look like this This will be, you know, at first we were told we were shut down for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. So I think everybody thought, okay, this is cool. I can have vacation for two weeks at <laughs> yeah, home. Yeah, this right. is fun. Right. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Hello, pajama Ooh, pants. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then that denial starts setting in where, you know, we're really not going back to work. <laughs> we're not really getting back into the office. You know, we used to get dressed right. up. People I know would get dressed up and drive to the office. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not happening. So. You know, the commercial real estate now is in flux. Mm-hmm. Are people going to come back into work? Are people wanting to come back to an office? So, you know, denial is like really what's happening. This isn't going. This is going to be over. Okay. Yeah. Just not over. accepting that it's okay. Yeah. yeah. And just I think that not accepting happen- that we just don't yeah. know. Right. right. Uncertainty. Yeah. Right. And anger is anger. Which we see on yeah. Facebook and social media oh, yeah. and politics, right? Yeah. Yes. Just, yeah, just um, at home, little yep. things set mm-hmm. you off that uh, never would have yeah. set you yeah. off before. Yeah. 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 Like, I just wanted to go out to lunch, damn it. Like, can <laughs> you, you know, please. Right. Yeah. And bargaining, especially in death a lot, before, or before that person dies, you know, well, I'll go to church every Sunday. I'll go to synagogue every Friday. You know, just don't let something happen. Well, the one thing we can be sure of, we're going to pay taxes and we're all going to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's that bargaining with our higher power. I find a lot with, you know, people and um, bargaining like with alcoholism or drug abuse, bargaining that um, – Things will be different at home. You know, really, mom and dad, I'm okay now. Yeah. You know. Oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. so, and depression is coming in terms with, like I said, my right. job, I I am used to seeing people a lot. Right. And, you know, they're, they may have been depressed, but when they walk in my home or whatever and they know they're getting massaged, they're... Happy campers. I'm yeah. happy that they're there. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Yeah. And acceptance is just saying this is how it is and we're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. 
Don't know how long it's going to be, but we're all here together doing it. And life is different right now, but it can be good again. It just makes, it just brings tears to my eyes Mm -hmm. that, that, um, to be able to to find that space where we yeah. can just say, okay, this is where we are, right? Mm-hmm. And and we're gonna, yeah, right. We're gonna bake bread, or yeah, or, you yeah. Know. right. And this is where the people in our community are. Like, that's what I find the most challenging is helping other people. If you're what? in maybe you're in acceptance, just just you want to say something, you want to do something, okay. right? Yeah. And you know, but also letting don't tell the person. I wish you would feel better. Mm. Just asking them, is there anything I can do to serve you today? Can I take your child out? Can I, you want to go for a walk? We don't even have to talk, you know. We can just, yeah, we can just be silent together. That's right. Right. What a beautiful thing. So, but would you say, I'm sorry, would you say that in all these stages, it's the same sort of advice? Like just, can we just take a walk? Can I just listen? Right, right. No matter if they're angry. No matter what. Because um, John and I walk a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're all walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all walking. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, uh, but it, and I'm walking a lot. And, uh, but it, you know, it's, it's not up to me to tell John, hey, you know, you're in anger today. Knock it off. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I mean. If it's on the refrigerator or someplace you can see it. So people can look, um, leave a space for kids to write letters or do whatever they want. I used to have um, in our house, too, I had a big pot. And if our sons were angry or doing whatever and they could write a note, crinkle up and put it in the pot, put the pot on the back burner. Oh, that's great. You know, so vi- visual. Visually, yeah, yeah. it was a great thing. And then when we had our meetings do you want the pot on the table? Is there something you want to take out mm-hmm. of the pot and discuss? No, nope, it can stay there or whatever. Or yep, oh. you yeah. know. So oh, it's a great, great visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, that way, adults, kids, everybody know it's still there. And if they need to talk about it, they could take it out of the pot. Yeah, <laughs> or not. Right, know? or not. But wow, burning. Yeah. yeah. What a great. Wow. <laughs> Well, this has given us, a, uh, as usual, a lot to think about, <laughs> it right? Sure has, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and how liberating it is to say, you know what? I'm really in anger right now, and to hear that from someone else and just go, okay, I get it. You know, it's just so. How can I support you? How can right. I support you? Because yeah. then you're not walking around going, "What's wrong with him or her?" Because you're not taking you're it personal. Good, you're yeah, not taking right. it personal, and grief is something you cannot take personal. Because it also makes the other person feel bad. Like, I'm sorry, I miss my mom. I don't mean to make you feel bad. So yeah. now you're taking their thing on of making them feel bad. Got it. Okay. So that's wow. why I think it's important to post it somewhere for everybody to see it. See. Yeah. And um, that, little so- kids that you can put smiley faces or frowns or whatever for them to realize how they're feeling today or you know, let everybody know it's okay. It's okay how you're feeling because we're all in this together. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, is there anything, Karen, that you would like to add today? <laughs> well, just thank you so much, Carol, for being you're here. Welcome. And um, is there anything that you would like to say so we can say out to our listeners that they could just do today in any um, stage you're in grief or help anyone in Just remember, life is different right now. However, it will be good.
it can be good. And there's lots of good things that are happening oh, yeah. every day yeah. now as well. And yeah. it will get better. And it, and I think will. that's a yeah. perfect uh, way to end it, yeah. don't you? Yeah. yeah. Great. It will get better. It, All right. Thank you. Good. Yes. Thank you. So. <laughs> um, yeah. You guys want to talk about the magazine and subscriptions. Oh, so yeah. just a reminder that uh, we have a good Fat Life magazine. And Check it, it out. And if you like what you hear on the podcast, you will love the magazine. We have amazing articles and um, and people that um, show up big to yeah. help us live, right? Yeah, um, and go to goodfatlife.com. Yeah. Inspired Healthy Lifestyle. Yes, you can go to goodfatlife.com and subscribe. And you can go to Inspired Good Fat Life on Facebook and follow us. Um, we would love your love your support and thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Karen Kalmasan. This has been Karen Kalmasan. And Sherry Richards. Thank you for joining us on our collective today and Inspired Good Fat Life. Please join us on Facebook at Inspired Good Fat Life. Be well. Until next time.